That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Ever had that sinking feeling when you see a surprise subscription fee pop up on your bank statement? You know, the one you totally forgot about? Yeah, me too. We've all been there signing up for free trials, promising ourselves we'll cancel before the charges kick in, and then it slips our minds. You don't remember until the charge goes through. To stay on top of subscriptions I truly value and actually use, I decided to download Rocket Money, an app that actually has my back. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. No more paying for services you don't even use. And trust me, you're not alone with these unwanted subscription fees. Did you know that most people think they're spending around 80 bucks on subscriptions, but the reality can be closer to $200 a month? It's crazy how all these streaming services and unused delivery trials can add up quickly. Rocket Money helps you keep tabs on your spending and gives you the power to cancel unwanted subscriptions with just a tap. No more endless hold times or frustrating emails with customer service. Rocket Money handles it all. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and the app will do the rest. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. And here's the best part. Rocket Money has saved over 3 million users an average of $720 a year. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash work party. That's rocketmoney.com slash work party. Rocketmoney.com slash work party. Welcome to Work Party, the podcast where we are throwing out the rule book and bringing you real talk and hot takes on what is happening in the working world right now, because life moves fast. If we've learned anything from the past few years, it's that the only constant is change, and we can't pretend everything is status quo. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Founder Files, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs about their journey to building their business. We've all heard the shiny founder stories. This is not that. We talk high highs, brutal lows, and the secrets to success that got them to where they are today. Tactical, tangible, and chock full of takeaways. Let's dive in. Lo Bosworth has come a long way since her days on Laguna Beach in the Hills. The former reality TV star turned entrepreneur is now paving her lane in the wellness industry as the founder of leading female-first total body care company, Love Wellness. The multi-million dollar brand has grown on a massive scale since it first launched in 2016, having picked up major retailers like Target, Amazon, Ulta Beauty, and most recently, Walmart, where it now has a retail presence in more than 1,600 stores nationwide. 
All the while, she has stayed true to herself and her brand's core values, which aims to provide a more honest and open self-care culture for women. Today, she's here to talk about the triumphs, the trials, and everything in between throughout her journey of running this incredible business. So welcome to the work party, Lo. Thanks, Jacqueline. It's so nice to see you. Hi. Nice to see you. I can't believe it's only been since 2016, just even reading that loud. Like, it's been a long time, but it also feels like such a short amount of time as well. The, the past few years truly have flown by. And I started this company out of my living room and was a solo founder and operator for the first two, two and a half years. And I can, like, barely even remember those years at this point. <laughs> But yeah, I think we're going on like year seven, eight now. And it just, it blows my mind. I, I remember when I made the decision to fully focus on the business and that was, you know, two and a half years in and my life has just been extraordinarily different ever, ever since. It's <laughs> every day I'm like, holy, holy cow. <laughs> yes. Also such a testament to the business, right? Because, you know, as we know, as entrepreneurs, like most businesses don't survive two years. So seven to eight years is is such an incredible feat. So congratulations on that. So let's take it back a step. Obviously, most people know you as a high profile TV personality. So you're no stranger to being in the public forum and, and under the eye of all things scrutiny, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah. And now you're in this new phase as a journey as an entrepreneur where you're getting now feedback on yourself, but also your company, you know, obviously from investors, consumers, brand partners, like there's so much going on when it comes to running a brand. Reflecting on your time as a reality TV star, how did this experience shape your ability to handle feedback, whether it's positive, negative, blah, 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 as an entrepreneur? Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I think that as a, as an entrepreneur, as a founder, these days you have to be pretty, level-headed with your feet ground in reality, because if you're not, you will find out quickly (laughs) what everybody thinks about you. You know, it's interesting. In the first few years of Love Wellness, I took a lot of the lessons I learned from being on TV and applied them to the business in terms of how we communicated to consumers, worked with the press and media. And it's because growing up, I, I learned very early on that you know, you need to be not wary, but very like respectful of and aware of relationships with people outside of your inner circle. And as the internet has changed and as social media has grown, you know, it becomes very, very apparent to people quickly how easily it is to get burned. Well, one thing, like I spend a lot of time on TikTok. It's sort of my like social channel of choice now. And I always find it so fascinating people who like find notoriety in like a viral video or some scandal on the internet. And like you watch this person like have a meltdown kind of a thing. And it's like, well, (laughs) you guys, we've been dealing with this kind of attention since we were 15. (laughs) It's like at a rapid pace. Yeah. It's like half weeks, not years. Yeah. It's so interesting. And you know, growing up on television, definitely I had to develop really thick skin at a really early age when Laguna was on. The very first episode of season one premiered my first week of college. And I went from like being normal in the dorms for like three days to like that girl on that show. And I was so, I was bullied so heavily in college that I have just I became a very careful person ever since. And I think I just try to remain acutely aware of 
you know, myself, my surroundings. And sometimes that means like not participating in an interview, like not commenting on a social post, you know, not having a conversation that, you know, people who are not in the public eye could have, you know what I mean? Because at this point, it's really easy to do harm to your business and your brand over tiny mistakes, right? And we're human. And so a lot of the day-to-day stress that I deal with is like trying to like micromanage what little, little things that could become bigger things. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, there's two jobs, right? Like running the business and being the face. And those are two different things. And they come with their own challenges, I would imagine. Yeah. For me, wearing both hats for, for the majority of the past eight years has been just such a wild ride. I've learned so much about myself, the most amazing, but also most stressful years of my life, right? Because I think, and you can speak to this, when you get into the third, the fourth, the fifth year, and it's going pretty well, you get this feeling of like, oh, now I really can't fail. Now I really have to make this work because I have created this fantasy for myself. I've created amazing opportunities for my team and people that help build the business with you. And it's almost like that pressure at a certain point becomes more stressful than that first year or two to a certain degree. And you start to realize your own limits. And I started to realize my own limits. And frankly, they were that I'm a first-time founder and Mm -hmm. don't know how to be an operator of a team of more than 40 people on a day-to-day basis. You know, you need to be a career CEO with many, many years of experience to lead a team of that size and a business of the size that we're operating. It's so hard for a first-time founder to do that successfully. I, I don't like, can you think of any off the top of your head in consumer that have effectively done it's it? Really very, rare. very few, right? And so I think a big part of it is having enough self-awareness to know when you need to transition yourself out into a role that you are really good at, right? And away from the things that you don't like as much or you are not great at. And so I hired a CEO in March of this year and it was my decision. I went to my board and I was like, you guys, (laughs) I can't be the CEO of this anymore. I need a real CEO to come in and to help me operate this company. And I mean, I'm still working full-time. I've graduated to chairwoman of the board, but I still handle a lot of like the legal, financial, you know, sort of like board level decisions. But I still am like in the trenches with our marketing team day to day and product innovation, social community. But it has been such a relief for me to have somebody who is a truly excellent CEO come in, who the team can put their faith and trust in to help me to continue to grow the business. So I think that self-awareness is so important. Ever find yourself daydreaming about a career change? Well, you're not alone. And there's a whole world of resources and tools out there ready to help you make that leap. For those looking to dive into the business world, we have the perfect starting point to kickstart your journey. Meet Georgia Tech Scheller's full-time evening and executive MBA programs. Consistently ranked top 20 in the nation. In fact, the evening MBA program is the number one part-time MBA program in Georgia. You can choose from 14 different concentrations, including international business, sustainability, supply chain, business analytics, and more. The investment is worth your while. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition costs with average starting salary. 
Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparably ranked programs. At Georgia Tech Scheller, they're all about empowering women to aim high and achieve their MBA dreams. That's why they offer scholarships and fellowships designed especially for women, making that investment in yourself and your MBA journey more accessible than ever. And speaking of investing in yourself, Scheller has all the resources you need to take your career to the next level. They're all about career transformation. Scheller's MBA career services are ranked top five in the world six years running, and their advisors can assist you through one-on-one coaching, interview prep, resumes, and career development workshops, career fairs, and so much more. Thanks to the school's prime location in Atlanta's Tech Square, Scheller students have the opportunity to gain real-world experience through practicums, projects, and internships. Women are leaders in the Scheller community and have many opportunities to build their leadership skills through student-led clubs, committees, events, and leadership development programs. Through a business education at Scheller, women gain so many opportunities to grow and transform both personally and professionally. They're equipped with the skills to lead at the intersection of business and technology. So are you interested in joining? Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech Scheller's MBA programs. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. I want to touch on, because I think it's so important, the shift in pressure, because I think that's such a poignant point that like not many people talk about where it's like year one through four, you're just trying to build a business. Like your focus is like, I need to succeed. I need to make this successful. I need to get this business growing and, and, you know, doing the thing. Yeah. Your five forward is like, I have to maintain this. Like I have to keep everyone employed. Like the stress shifts in a totally different way that I think a lot of people don't talk about. And it was funny because I had this conversation with a friend or we were playing, we were not really strangers. And one of the questions was, what do you think is the most stressful thing about my job? And everyone like wrote down like events or like this or that. And it was like, my answer was like making sure 
everyone that I have to take care of is taken care of, which is like a different type of stress. It's like payrolls paid, the attendees are happy, like making sure everyone who believes in me, like I can do the job that I need to do. And, and that's a really, that's a big pressure. And I also, you know, stepped down as CEO in 2021 or 2022. And, you know, it's a tough decision, right? Because it's like, you're the founder, you're the, you know, it's your baby, but like, like you're absolutely right. Most founders, when you hit the three plus employee threshold, it's a different ball game. It's a different ball game, especially when you're the face as well. Yeah. I, I think going back to the kind of the conversation about you enter a different period and you're like, I have to be successful now. Right. Especially in consumer, because the trend in consumer is like you grow a business, you sell a business and like your team makes money and you all get to like smile and right off into the sunset, right? Which is actually rare that that happens. And I think that right now we are seeing sort of like the the bubble burst on consumer, like on the category in general. But just generally speaking, like when I decided to bring Maria on, I actually got much busier. But it's because the time that I freed up in my day, I wasn't using it to just stress and ruminate anymore. It was being used creatively again. (laughs) And I think that can really benefit the business. And I think even if you just look at, you know, how our campaigns have been, you know, managed and sort of brought to life this year, like the brand like looks and feels like it's truly evolving now. And it kind of wasn't for a year, couple of years because I, I just was like operating in all of these jobs, right? I didn't have enough time to think creatively about like, oh, what should our summer and fall campaign be? And like the things that we're focused on and talking about, now I have that time back. And so I think, you know, it's really about filling your organization with the best people for the job. And yes. as you grow, you may not longer be that person. <laughs> and being being self-aware enough to realize that I think is, is such a huge point. And I totally agree. Like the creative burnout is so real. Like I remember, I mean, especially like for me, like getting through COVID, getting through whatever, and then like going through the sale, sale of a, or sale of a company, like I was tapped. Like, and I felt it for the first time in a long time where I was like, all those things that came so natural, naturally to me for so long, I'm struggling with, you know, yeah. and I bringing on that CEO to take on those, like, you know, the, the worrisome things of like the finance, the team, the, you know, scaling all the things, it does free up that creative energy, which is crucial to the business, right? Like that's the magic, right? Yeah. In what you created. So I think that's really important. And that's such a, you know, again, good advice. I also love that, you you know, you're bringing up selling of a company, because I do think there's this like, mythology around selling a business and, and all these things. And like, everyone's always like, wow, that person sold that person sold. But like, when you really dig into it, it's like, most of these companies are 10 years plus that are selling, oh, yeah, you know, and when people are starting a company, they're like, when can I sell? And it's like, year two, buckle up, babe. Like, <laughs> I realized a few years ago that it would definitely be 10 years yeah. you know, for, for our company. I mean, I think that when it sort of dawns on you, like the, the size and scale that your business really has to be in certain categories for certain strategics to become interested, it's just mind boggling. Do you know what I mean? Like in my category, which crosses a couple of categories, but typically it, or generally it's, you know, it's vitamins, some, you know, personal care products, 
you need to yep. be doing at minimum 75 net, ideally above, you know, 7% yeah. EBITDA. You know what I mean? So like we're in that point now where we have gotten past 50 and now we're chasing 100 and like you have to start putting $20 million of EBITDA on your books to even think about selling your company because no longer are companies just being valued on top line growth. You know, no. you used to be able to sell your consumer business based on top line growth and you wouldn't even have to be profitable. And the yeah. has changed completely in the past year as the economy has changed. And thankfully, when I raised my Series B, I raised private equity money. And so we have always operated with profitability, you know, as one of our biggest priorities, thank God, because it would have been easy a couple of years ago to just spend, spend, spend to acquire customers to grow as fast as you can. And instead, we've taken, you know, I think a really solid strategic approach. And so in this time where you see a lot of consumer businesses failing, we're really healthy. Like we're good. Our team is good. We continue to expand. It may not be, you know, 40% year over year growth anymore, you know, but times have changed. You know what I mean? And at this point, it's like, there's so many brands out there that you are going to see like the number of brands shrink because there's simply, it's an issue of supply and demand, right? You can't have 5,000 women's wellness companies selling the exact same product to the same population in the same country. And like everybody is successful. Like we're going to see and continue to see over the next, I would think 12 to 18 months, a huge number of consumer brands. And unfortunately, really struggle. No, I totally agree. And just for anyone who's listening, who's, you know, ask what's EBITDA, what's all these things. So EBITDA is earnings before interest taxes, depreciation and amortization, which basically means your profitability, right? Like how much you're making. So, you know, that really dictates usually your valuation and obviously the success in business. But to Lowe's point, like for so long, the VC world and the people who are backing these companies didn't care about that. Like they just cared about revenue at all costs. And so there's been this like massive shift. So love that you're operating profitably. Love that you've been really strategic and smart with your investors and and the way you're you're sort of growing the business. It's really exciting. And to your point, like, yeah, it'll probably take 10 years, but it's going to be a massive coup when all this kind of happens and knowing that you built this business from... Your living room. Fingers crossed, Jacqueline. Fingers crossed. You got this, girl. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. But like I still, there's days where I just lay on the ground and I'm just like, (laughs) what's happening? (laughs) And that will probably happen the day you sell the business too. It's it's such a wild ride as an entrepreneur and the things that you're like building and, and growing. But to your point, like, I feel like zero to, you know, 1 million is, is pretty easy. One to five is hard. And then five to 10 gets easier. And then 10 to 50 is easy. And then 50 to 100 is hard. Yeah. It's like, you kind of get these little like fast. It's like peaks and valleys. It's such, yeah. It's peaks and valleys. But yeah, we are in, you know, a recession. And to your point, like there has been in multiple categories, I would say beauty is probably the most obvious one, just like a boom of companies. And I think, there's been this, you know, again, which is amazing. Like everyone started a business, everyone do your thing. Like, but make sure you're passionate about it. Make sure you're differentiated. Like make sure you're going into the market with something, you know, really unique and interesting because it is crowded and it is tough. And like, you know, it, we had this like three year, you know, from 2015 to almost like 2018, like the glory days of, you know, paid marketing. Yes. And, and now here we are. So it is, it's a long, long road. Book your next getaway without ever losing sight of your wellness routine. 
at Westin Hotels uncover signature offerings that help you move, sleep, and eat well, all while you're on the go. With more than 200 locations around the world, Westin is dedicated to elevating your well-being no matter where you are. Maintain your fitness routine and get moving at the Westin Workout Fitness Studio, filled with state-of-the-art equipment. You can even elevate your workout experience without stepping outside your hotel room. Simply request fitness and recovery gear to be delivered straight to your door on demand. For those of you who prefer outdoor workouts, don't miss the opportunity to join a group run led by Weston's Run Concierge, accompanied by an expert running guide. After your workout, recharge and eat well with Weston's Eat Well menu, designed with foods that make sure your nutritional needs are met. Weston chefs have crafted dishes with your well-being in mind, making it easy for you to continue nourishing your health no matter the destination. When relaxation calls, recharge your body and mind with restorative sleep in Weston's renowned heavenly bed and enhance your experience by unwinding with Weston's Sleepwell Lavender Balm, an aromatic blend of lavenders and chamomile oils. Weston Hotel and Resorts is part of the Marriott Bonvoy, an extraordinary portfolio of hotel brands and award-winning travel programs. At Weston, wellness is seamlessly a part of your stay, enabling you to move, eat, and sleep well. Visit weston.com to book your stay today. I want to talk about your most recent coup with Walmart. So looking back, you told Forbes that the company had achieved 3000% growth over two year period, hit the eight figure milestone in 2019, and that you had no plans of slowing down. So now you have this partnership with Walmart, marking the third major national retailer to carry love wellness in the past four years. So you guys are big into retail, which I love. So tell us a little bit about, you know, why retail was important because again, this is another shift we've seen is like everyone was direct to consumer, direct to consumer. And then I would say like a couple years ago, everyone's like, no, 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 retail needs to be the focus. Yeah. I mean, direct to consumer or like a digitally native or digital only business is at this point, an old business model. You can't start and operate a business that's just D to C. Like you just can't do it because the cost to acquire customers on the internet is so expensive as you compare it to, you know, lifetime value of a customer, right? And there's so many brands, so many options, it becomes a lot harder to convert customers once you actually have people on your website, right? There's tons of optionality out there. And you have to go where consumers are. That is the number one rule. And you've seen this huge shift in the last few years between, let's say, like, we'll just take Love Wellness as an example, lovewellness.com and Amazon, right? Now Amazon has so many legitimate brands on it. And Mm -hmm. brands are not being forced to go to Amazon, but they want to be on Amazon because that's where we know consumers are shopping. And it's one click, right? Or it's two clicks. And so... We started to sort of shift our thinking in terms of our channel approach a couple of years ago, and we felt like an omni-channel approach would always be very important for our business, not because we ever expected retail to be such a significant piece of the business, but we wanted it to operate as like free brand marketing. Right. Mm. And when you have shelf space at Target, people see your brand, they know your brand, they start to get to know it. Right. It's like a free billboard when you are on the shelf in some of these stores. So we never really knew how well we would perform in retail because when our products really entered Target and Ulta, they were very white space products. They were very first mm-hmm. of their kind types of products in the categories. We had the first ever de-bloating supplement, Bye Bye Bloat. We had the first ever boric acid suppository, The Killer. Like I could go on and on. 
And so again, we didn't know how we would perform in retail, but it turns out that in the retail setting, we were an instant hit because we were bringing innovation to the market. And so we sort of didn't expect the success that we did achieve in those early days. Walmart is a totally new beast. It's a totally different channel. It is tough. You know, it is one of the things that is the most stressful piece of my day to day right now. You know, launching into Walmart, like you don't have a ton of time to show great results. They're the biggest retailer in the world. They have the most products in the world in a store. And it's like, if you're not hitting your sales volume, like you will get cut. And so, like, we're in a position right now where we're trying to ramp up our sales, but we are in the process of learning so much about this new retail partner. And mm. we're kind of like going against the clock, right? It's like most retail partners, you know, that you at least have like a solid year on shelf to kind of like figure it out. At Walmart, it's not like that. You might have weeks, but you need at least a year, two years, three years to start to really understand the retail partner, how they operate, all of the opportunities. And so right now, figuring out how to kind of crack this nut, I think, is what our entire team is really, really focused on. It is an incredible challenge because I think that going into Walmart is sort of like the pinnacle, the the peak (laughs) in terms of, you know, building a consumer brand. And so, you know, we feel particularly passionate about succeeding there. But regardless, the point is, is that like you have to go to customers where they are shopping. Like you no longer can just be like, oh, I'm this like amazing brand with this, you know, love wellness website and everyone's just going to come by on my website. It's like, no, maybe your user experience sucks. Maybe you don't have like one click checkout. Maybe you don't have free shipping, right? There's so many different components that go into a consumer making the decision to actually buy something or not that you're not necessarily aware of as a consumer, but people in the digital space operating those websites are, right? And oftentimes as a digital business, like you can't afford because of your profit margin to ship the product for free, like, and give Mm -hmm. the 15% off, you know, first time buyer type of thing and pay via the ad that the person came through on, you know, to get that customer. It's like, it's just D2C is just a really expensive and challenging business model these days. And you have to rely on the like infrastructures and the audiences that are built in to Amazon, to Walmart, to Target, to Ulta to really succeed. Absolutely. Yes. Like I'm like, if I'm not getting a discount free shipping and there's not shop pay, like I'm out, like, which is so bad. Like, I mean, it's it's tough unless it's like a friend or something like that, that I'll go through all the process, but it's so true. Like we've gotten so immune (laughs) to like, we're like, wait, why am I not getting a discount code immediately? Why am I having to like enter my address? Like it's one of those things that's like, it is so many hurdles to your point. And one, one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is like, once you get into Walmart, you're not done. That's when the work begins, yes. right? <laughs> no, like, I think it's like, oh my God, we're in Walmart. And it's like, everyone's like, yay. And it's like, no, no, no. Now we have to show velocity and show sales and show movement on the shelves. And that's a whole different type of marketing, right? That's 
so different than digital marketing. So when it comes to retail marketing specifically and driving people to store, what have been some of your tactics or what has really worked for you guys? Yeah, so it's interesting. So at Ulta and at Target, you know, they're we're in natural, what a department called natural beauty at Target, which is like natural skincare and stuff like that. And you're used to seeing new brands. It's an aisle of discoverability, I would say. And it's one of the most popular aisles in the store. So people go to Target and they like love to just hang out in this aisle and pick things up and read the labels and be like, ooh, what are the new brands? And so a big part of the Target appeal is that you can be a new brand and be really successful there just by way of like getting the shelf space. Ulta, I would say similar, you know, what has always worked for us in those two settings is a lot of focus on social media, shop alongs in store. It's just telling people like, hey, we're here, go find us, right? At Walmart, it's a totally different ballgame for us. And this is what I'm speaking about. And to your point about like, oh, it gets stressful once you're there. You know, this is a different audience. And for us, we are in the digestive health set. And so we're sitting next to brands that have been on the shelf for 15, 20, 30 years that the consumer is really used to seeing when they walk down that aisle, right? Miralox, Pepto-Bismol, whatever they are in the digestive health aisle, right? Brands that you have known your entire life, you see them over and over again, and you have such a tiny bit of shelf space at Walmart that you really have to understand, oh my God, like how do I capture the attention of somebody who has been buying this legacy brand forever and convert them. And frankly, that's something that we're still figuring out. You know what I mean? As right. a brand, I would say they, that's our biggest challenge right now is like, how do you stop that shopper in that aisle that's used to being there, divert their attention away long enough and get them to convert on your product, right? And I think what's tough about mass is that you have fewer opportunities for ISM, like in-store merchandising, right? Mm-hmm. At Ulta, Sephora, Target, you have tons of opportunities for shelf fixtures and for end caps and for displays that help your brand tell your story or your product story. And when you start to go into Walmarts, Walgreens, CVSs, there's way less of that, right? It's just the products are on the shelf. And so unless you're a legacy brand that people have been accustomed to shopping in that part of the store for you know 10 plus years we really see that there will be a buildup. And that's, I think, what we're working with our retail partner to sort of learn together, right? Is like when you bring new young brands into a store that is full of legacy brands, you know, how do you partner with these small brands to help them achieve the success that they need to to really be, you know, to to really do great in in that setting? When I'm starting my day with a mountain of emails and a jam-packed workday ahead, the last thing on my mind is a time-consuming 10-step skincare routine. I can barely carve out time for that on the weekends. And I need a routine that's realistic, something that's simple yet effective, with products I can trust. After a little digging, I finally found it. And trust me, you'll want to add this to your beauty cabinet. Support from today's episode comes from OneSkin, founded by a team of female longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. OneSkin is a complete and powerful two-step skincare system that makes it easier to achieve healthier, younger-looking skin. After testing over 900 peptides, the OneSkin team uncovered OS1. This groundbreaking peptide is scientifically proven to target those pesky, aged, or senescent cells, the culprits behind skin aging. 
In fact, it's known to roll back the biological clock of skin by several years and can even slow down aging in younger skin. I know a lot of products claim to help you achieve younger skin, but OneSkin actually has the statistics to back it up. In a 12-week clinical study performed by Contract Research Organization, their flagship product, OS1 Face, was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. Wow. You can use OS1 Face as your daily moisturizer, and the beauty of it is you can use it solo or mix and match with your other go-to products. It's vegan, cruelty-free, fragrance-free, and proudly supports the skin-safe seal of approval, making it an ideal choice for even the most sensitive skin. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and acts younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with code WORKPARTY at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code WORKPARTY. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can you walk us through some of your favorite products and, and sort of how they came to life? Yes, absolutely. So when I started the company, I had all these vitamin deficiencies, which caused all kinds of problems. But the root cause of my problem was actually a gut health issue. Gut health issues can cause all kinds of mental health issues, tummy troubles. They can also cause women's health issues. So I kept getting like yeast infections and UTIs, which is so embarrassing. But like, at this point, I talk about this for a living. So whatever. (laughs) Um, And so I was like, heavily shopping, you know, the women's health aisle being like, I need products, what what works, what doesn't. And what I found was always really irritating for me was like cleansers, douches, anything with any kind of like fragrance in it. But at the same time, like I had this desire to practice good personal hygiene, right? And so one of the first things that we did was develop our pH balancing cleanser, which is a vulva cleanser, external use only, that is the most gentle formula made with no dyes, no fragrance, no surfactants, no parabens, basically the idea of clean beauty, but applied to women's personal care, right? It's ironic that like all of these products exist in the market and they can actually do more harm than good to women's bodies. But hey, like we live in a Barbie world, so like it is what it is. But pH balancing cleanser was one of the first innovations that I wanted to think about. And then the killer, our boric acid suppositories. I kept getting yeast infections. An OBGYN finally was like, let's try this instead of all of these prescriptions that you've been doing forever. And 
when I realized that you could access medical grade boric acid, you could get these things made, we could, you know, with, you know, great facilities, create a doctor developed boric acid suppository and bring it to market so that you wouldn't have to take your prescription to the compounding pharmacy, wait three days for a compounding pharmacist to make a suppository for you and pay $300 for it. We're like, wow, huge opportunity here. So the killer, our boric acid suppository was born. And then I would say the other one that's one of my favorites is Good Girl Probiotics. I believe it's the best selling women's probiotic in America or one of the best. And it's because we recognize that the gut and the vagina are connected. Those microbiomes are connected. When you support your gut microbiome with bacterial strains that occur organically, both in the gut and the vagina, those microbiomes talk to each other. It's called quorum sensing. And the gut bacteria literally say to the bacteria in the vagina, hey, like we're doing great here in the tummy. So you should be doing great down in the vagina. And your microbiome in the vagina really like functions as sort of like an immune barrier, right? You, we talk a lot about pH levels when it comes to vaginal health and you want your uh, vaginal pH to be acidic 3.8 to 4.2. That ranges, you know, you can go up a little down a little bit because if you think about it, acidic environments prevent the overgrowth of bad bacteria, pathogens, et cetera. So like you want your pH to be acidic and it's the bacteria that create that acidic pH. And too little bacteria, too much bad bacteria throws that pH out of whack. And so I would say those three products are really like our original standouts and continue to be at like absolute bestsellers. I love my good girl probiotics. They're the best. Me too. I, I, <laughs> well, Thank you so much for being here today. So much good information. Can you tell everyone where they can shop Love Wellness? Yes. <laughs> In the digestive health aisle, where you go to get your Pepto-Bismol. No, Walmart, Target, Ulta, Amazon, and of course, lovewellness.com, where you can get the best deal on a subscription. <laughs> there we go. Thank you so much for being here, Love. Thanks, Jacqueline. So nice to chat. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Party. If you like what you heard, follow, leave a review, rate the pod, or slide into my DMs. Check out our membership program, Insiders, designed for go-getters and game changers like you. Sign up today at CreateCultivate.com. Follow us at Work Party and at Jacqueline R. Johnson on all platforms. And be sure to head to CreateCultivate.com to keep up with all the latest events, content, and community designed to help you level up your life and career. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.